Welcome to the Ryback Show Live. I am the big guy, Ryback. Happy Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. Hope everyone's having a great weekend. A, a very happy, healthy Sunday, early afternoon. Instagram, TikTok, the big guy, Ryback22. Thank you guys very much for tuning into the live stream. Swing on over here. This show is broadcast on YouTube at Ryback TV, at Twitch at Ryback Rules, and Twitter at Ryback is also live streams. But swing on over to Ryback TV on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, guys. You are the co-host of this show. Your questions are answered by me. The ebb and flow of the show goes where your questions go and what you ask on that health, fitness, supplementation, mindset, life, anything and everything in between pro wrestling. And uh, the big guy answers the tough questions as best to the best of my ability on all of that. The show is available on all podcast platforms iTunes reviews are greatly appreciated. If you have a moment to swing over there and leave an iTunes review, thank you very much in advance. This show is brought to you by Feed Me More Nutrition, my premium supplement line sweetened with stevia and monk fruit. No harmful artificial sweeteners or colors. Vegan friendly for men and women. He, she, and thee on feedmemore.com. You can save 20% with the discount code RYBACKSHOW20. That's RYBACKSHOW20. Feedmemore.com, the best supplements on the planet. Got the Ryback merch. I've got the Hungry 4XL shirt you can see here. We've got these in all colors. We've got workout tank tops. We've got women's designs, women's tanks, long shirts, sweatshirts. We've got everything, drink uh, accessories, uh, and tumblers and different things over there, guys, and decals. Check that all out, uh, along with the best supplements on the planet over on Feedmemore.com. I uh, knocked out my 24-hour fast yesterday. I am, uh, we're going to throw a shell shock to, to start, kick things off hot here. A little shell shock action. The, uh, and for the people, the new listeners, when I, when I hit somebody with a shell shock, they are blocked out of Rybackville, uh, forever, unless they have, uh, 84 accounts. Some people I, I think have thousands on YouTube and, uh, but, uh, the shell shocks, we, uh, we, 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 we unleash them when we have to. Uh, to control the chat on, on the questions and everything. And just for those, some people are just are, are just love pain. They love getting shell-shocked. But uh, it, it always adds to the excitement of the show. I feel you never know what you're going to get here and uh, uh, what co-hosts are going to be joining the show each and every week with that. But uh, I've got a big cardio and sauna day in a little bit and a low-carb day and... Uh, a lot of work. My shoulder yesterday, we broke up so much scar tissue in my bicep tendon. Uh, probably the biggest day of scar tissue breakup in that one particular area, which I really think doing my shoulder hangs five days a week for 10, 15 minutes in my gym with the hooks. Uh, it is just allows us to keep getting more and more. And then I've discovered I'm going to go when I go to the gym today, I got to do this again. I've been doing this three days a week. The hammer strength machine on the incline, you could either use the incline press, which is usually the one I do, or the flat back hammer strength. But the incline one has a slightly different angle with their handlebars. I'm able to get their skinny little handlebar under my scapula and, and scrape underneath the scapula. And it literally rips 
all the tissue that is is gluing my scapula down that I can't get with the ball because the ball, I can't do the same angle. I'm going forward with my arm at a, at a different angle than I can do with the ball. And the ball can't get all the way. This handle's pushing in, and I'm literally pushing it in under the scapula as far as it can go. And the tissue, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, you've seen the videos if you've looked on where I, you hear that crackling, ripping sound. It, it's just like, but there's pops as well. And I can feel the pop is when it, like there'll be loud pops where the tissue is stuck underneath. And I go, I don't even know how this is even like, there's no expert I can go to on this. There's that, that is going to, it is like just taking what I've learned from people and, and, and then going, okay, I just have to find ways to get is, these, whatever gadgets I could find to keep in it. Like, and I'm getting less and less grinding. I'm getting stronger and stronger. My body looks as proportioned as it's looked in a long time. And, uh, like I feel like I feel amazing. So it's, uh, I got that today. It's just literally stick on the mission, wake up, do all my feed me more nutrition stuff, do that throughout the day as well. Things that need to be attended to with the business, do my social content, do the podcast on the podcast days, do the feeding time on the feeding time days and just keep working and working, uh, and stay in as best of shape as possible. And it's been, you just never, you just stay consistent. You find the routine that works. And everything is paying off on the legal end, everything going forward with the trademark, and it's taken forever. Um, but when you're patient and confident and you don't let anybody, the negative detractors, anything, you don't let people stop you. And you just and like you put yourself in a position to eventually when things do line up where you have opportunities. And, and I firmly believe that we're sitting in a really, really good place right now. We're going to go with a double shell shock today. We need more horn swoggle videos on TikTok. That's with Midget Man. Anyone on TikTok, I highly suggest you go follow Midget Man. He is uh, he is is beyond entertaining, and I have nothing but love for him. We both follow each other, and uh, I'm going to be doing more little videos with. I, I literally bought a horn swoggle figure so that it looks like Midget Man when I do the videos, and I don't got to use my action figures. And uh, so, yeah, when I, I got to I got to scroll through more of his videos and see what I could find. But I highly, highly recommend you guys giving him a follow. Uh, he, he's highly, highly entertaining. <laughs> this, is it true that during your Nexus run at SummerSlam, you got into a backstage fist fight with, with Bret Hart due to a spot disagreement? Hold on. <laughs> um, hold on. Where'd that damn question go? Hold on. How did that get knocked off already? I think it's because this. Hold on. Now I got to find it. Yeah, is it okay? So is it true you got into a backstage fist fight at SummerSlam during the Nexus match? Uh, got in a fist fight with Bret Hart due to a spot disagreement which later changed the result to Nexus losing that match. That is not true. That is, me and Bret Hart got along great, and uh, there's I've never, ever, ever been difficult to ever work with and uh, in any scenario, which is funny because this is, I'll bring this up. Did you see Naomi put out a post, and they talks about that, like, when you leave and you leave and you walk out and do things, and they've done this to a lot of people. What do you think is the stuff that starts coming out and I can tell you this for a fact, Naomi is not difficult. Naomi is not, not hard to work with. Naomi is a sweetheart and an angel. 
and and they will do they will oftentimes put the worst stuff out on the nicest people and uh and i could already she's already she's already probably dealing with some stuff and there'll be lies and things will be put out and saying that like you're difficult to work with and my thing is you go if that stuff isn't coming out at the time like and there's not it's not validated it's 100 true and it's coming out when you're when you leave there that is then they and they do that with a lot of people like bray wyatt do you notice the bray wyatt stuff they started saying bray was difficult bray started being difficult it's the easy and they, they do that to turn their fan base against them and it's so you gotta you I've told you guys the truth from day one. Now you get to see it with a bunch of different examples on it. And, and, I, and what, by the way, with everything going on with WWE's legal stuff, you're about to get hit with some real doozies. The, the more stuff that's going to start coming out with everything. And uh, because it is just from the people I know and the stories that I know that, that have NDAs tied to them, <sighs> brother, they're going to wash that place clean if they, if they keep going. And uh, so enjoy the week-to-week product right now because you're going to see some changes, I believe. And uh, everything I've told you has been true because I know firsthand with what they've done with me and, and the things that I've known when I was there. And I've got a lot of people coming to me literally apologizing. I block them still. Screw you for the last six years. I don't need you. I'm going to keep doing me. You're better off if you were wrong. You're better off not telling me because if I see it, I'm just going to block you probably. Not to say 100% of the time, but it's like, nope. I don't need you. I don't need, didn't need you then. I don't need you now. You know, you could, you could be a fan from afar and you could watch everything play out, but uh, screw those of you that ever doubted. Screw you. There was a good question up here. Uh, let me see. My book, Angel, Wake Up, It's Feeding Time is on Amazon. You can get it. It's on Audible and, and Amazon. Um. Hold on. I am not doing uh, fan conventions. I'm not doing any appearances right now. What I am doing, and I'm changing up because I've been getting I've been getting even more fan mail, and because I'm not going to be doing any appearances until everything and this legal stuff probably has another five or six months. I've already turned down a few appearances. The we're doing now the fan mail where it's like doing an appearance, and if you type in the fan mail, shell shocked. I have the rate on getting things signed and the PO box. If you guys want to get, uh, whether no matter what it is, trading cards, photos, eight by tens, action figures, send it in under the instructions, and it has all every all the details on that. And that's what I'm going to be doing moving forward. Because again, I'm getting too much fan mail and too many people sending in too many things, and it, it just don't have the time. And uh, and I got to do that for. And I was told not to do this to begin with. And because and I, I go, I'm, I'm going to do this. And I did it for six years of doing it all for free. We've changed it and it's all on there. And I'll be doing more fan mail uh, videos occasionally on the YouTube. But if you type in Ryback fan mail, shell shocked, you can get the address to all those and the details. Um, there was a really good question with the Jordan girl, I thought. Okay. A question says, do you agree with Jordan Grace? saying Chris Benoit in the ring can't hang with most of today's talent in the ring. Um, so I I wasn't even... Um, first of all, so I think... I, I don't... With whatever happened with with him, and there's multiple theories and reports, and, and it's really unfortunate. But if you listen to the people that knew him best, and there's a lot like... 
there's a lot of still, it seems like uncertain things. And, and I've interviewed David Benoit and I have, I, I, I like that kid a lot. And I feel so bad that the stuff he probably has to deal with, with, with people. And you know what I'm talking about with how people can act online and the things that they can say. I don't know this girl outside of what I, I saw. I've never seen anything with her wrestling. Like, and I don't know, I don't know anything about her, but I saw the comment on, on Twitter and I, and I just chose to, like, it, it doesn't involve me. So it's, you don't, you don't, don't need to get in, invested and involved. Um, I, I don't quite understand it. I don't understand what the, what the purpose of, of, of saying something like that is. And um, I could tell you firsthand experience and I could say she probably doesn't have firsthand experience as I've been in the ring with Chris Benoit and I've actually trained with Chris Benoit in deep South wrestling and, and took 50 arm drags from the guy because, and it wasn't his idea that was with Bill DeMott and it was, but I was very early on in my training and he put us through a bunch of drills and I got to see his, the way that he approached wrestling in the, in conditioning and in his love and passion and enthusiasm for pro wrestling. Chris Benoit was one of the, if not the best conditioned pro wrestlers. He used to do 500 Hindu squats like that before matches to punish himself. He used to do a lot of things. But and I learned that and if your legs never get tired, you can keep pushing through. Bill DeMott put that in our brains and was 100% spot on, which is why I do a lot of the conditioning and Stairmaster work that I do now, as well as still doing a lot of like different forms of, I do wall squats like crazy, which are the same thing, but with training your hips to break more. But I still do high rep stuff with that, with my conditioning stuff. And, and I could tell you firsthand that Chris Benoit 100% could keep up with anyone today. And I would damn near say he would blow up the majority of talent today. Um, Chris Benoit, and this is not, again, you have to, you have to separate. And I don't know. And I, like I said, I know David and I'm just, I'm speaking strictly from a physical standpoint. Chris Benoit wrestled during the period where matches were not on the fly. When you're doing TV and pay-per-view for WWE, and again, this is somebody with actual legit experience in the company and was around him during a period of his life in the company, right? Where they, and they, and you know how things work. You have to have things planned for camera shots, for, for TV producers, for the agents, for Gorilla, for the timing of the match. So he 100% wrestled with planning stuff out. That's not to say on live events and different things, because I did this, where you do more things on the fly on live events and for pay-per-view and TV, it's a little more mapped out. That said, I, I don't understand the attack and why, and again, in combining the two things to begin with, because if you are saying that he couldn't keep up because of his CTE, then like, like is that what you're saying? I don't know, but the guy, my thing is, is here's, here's the, 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 the other side of that. He was so good and he could improvise and do matches on the fly also, which not all majority of today's talent can't with that, that he would not sacrifice his psychology and style for today's lack of psychology and style. Okay. Matches would be better if, if guys like him and, and, and Eddie Guerrero you know, the guys that knew how to work and do all the stuff that today's people do, but they knew when and why to do it and where to put it in and how to work, how to work and, and, and tell a story and, and also have long careers. So I, I'm, uh, 
And I, I just don't think it's a, I see no positive from coming out and making a statement like that. And I just think it's, I, I don't, I, I don't know anything about, it. I don't know why she would want to do it. And I just, again, I feel bad for people, for David Benoit that, that you know, that this thing comes up with people because then it combines the two things where people right with it. it, it, it I, I just don't think there's any need to do that. And, um, you know, but if you're trying to get attention, I just think there's other ways and better ways of doing it with it personally. And I'm not going to try to get like involved in like in a personal thing. I, I don't, I don't think it was, um, it, it, I don't think there's any benefit to coming out and saying that. And, and he's been, and that was how long ago, 14 years ago, 15 years ago. I don't, don't quote me exact, but it, it's been quite, quite a ways ago, but um, from someone that knew him to, in his conditioning and been in the ring with him. And, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't, I, if you know, you know. Tyler Sugru super chat. Thank you, buddy. What is your favorite rivalry? Mine is Triple H and HBK. From the street fight at SummerSlam to three stages of hell at Armageddon to last man standing at Royal Rumble. Their chemistry in the ring was just phenomenal all around. I do remember that. That was a very good rivalry. Um, I'm trying to think. For me, is a... A rivalry that I really... Man, I don't know, man. That's a tough, you know what I, and this is just growing up, you know what I really, and this wasn't a long-term rivalry, but I think this was a very important rivalry uh, uh, and, and good business was done, was The Rock versus Brock at SummerSlam. I think because The Rock was such a star and... WWE needed to make big stars. And this is how you make big stars. You have to give them the rub at the right time. And you have to capitalize on the right time. And that was the right time. It was the right, it was Brock, Rock was leaving to go to Hollywood and to start his career in acting. And Brock, it was coming up on absolutely fire, destroying people. And in that the buildup to that match with their training and showing the differences and like and how they trained. And Brock just being a pure animal and beast, and The Rock being just a just a freak athlete, and and on top of his game, I thought it was uh, I thought it was just absolutely phenomenal storytelling. And me being at that age and getting close to getting into wrestling, that was something to me. I love guys that can go out there and perform and and, and look the part, and and they're larger than life uh, characters and personas. And that match had everything to that build up, and even though it was a one and done deal i just thought it was such a to me it was a very important match and, and brock has been such a key part in wwe right for the years that he's been back and in his, his short time there the first time so um that that's that was a rivalry that i really really enjoyed just from the one the build up to the match i thought it i thought it was well done Hello, hello. Crossface was a great submission. 
Vader versus Ryback would have been an awesome match. Vader, man, let me tell you a story about Vader. Do you remember when Vader in WWE was doing the uh, the Legends deal with Heath, uh, Heath Slater? And Heath, like Psycho Sid, for me to be able to be in that arena when Psycho Sid and hearing his music and loving Sid, loving Vader as a kid, man, it was so cool. I was so happy Heath got to, 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 to wrestle all these legends. I'll never forget, though, Vader. As somebody said to me, you got to look at him, what he's doing. And I go, what do you mean? He was over warming up, getting ready for his match. He's in gear, doing the full-blown splits in the back, doing this whole, like, just routine, getting himself ready. And I just remember thinking, man, what an absolute animal. And he was old and, or, and, and or much older and, and he out of his prime and really grizzled, right? But he was still doing indies and and working. And But I, I just remember, like, being through my injuries and looking at him, I have such respect that, like, coming back and taking it so seriously. Because you do, you want to you be able to be who you were for the, when the people saw you last, right, On the, when you're going back. And I always that always sticks in my mind. Just like, just take care of yourself and do the work daily. And he was like somebody, even though he was he was big and, and heavy, but like he took care of himself from a, from a warm up standpoint and stretching, and to be able to do the splits at that size and to be able to moonsault and be like, man, that that's a guy that, that 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 just if he got to play the role of world champion, could have very easily in WWE. And I I always loved him when I saw him in my time, and and I saw him a little bit. I didn't watch a lot of WCW. It was till later, but WWF when I was growing up. And man, I always loved him when he came in. But he was he was a freak athlete, man. He's that guy. It, people don't realize, man, the people, some of those guys in those era, era were just built different, man. They were just large, monstrous human beings. I'm going to tell you another story about Vader that sticks in my mind. When I was injured doing my indie appearances um, the first few years, and this was right when I started getting my stem cells, uh, I had a, a show in Ringgold, Georgia, for fake Nate, fake Rachel, Nick, Ric Flair uh, guy, the, the guy that looks like him, and he was nice with everything. Uh, but but I, I had to get pulled off the show; I couldn't wrestle. But I had to, I did a promo and did a signing. Buff Bagwell actually came in, who just got a shoulder replacement and took my place in the match, which it's crazy. And I, it gave me the confirmation that I made the right decision because I remember him just saying he he couldn't do certain things and because you can't do things like when, once you get a shoulder replacement and like he had to throw clotheslines with his other arm and like and I remember just thinking at the time I'm doing the right thing taking the chance on the stem cells being the age that I am and wanting to come back and it thank God I didn't thank God I just didn't listen to the doctors and and, and took a chance on my health for long term uh, but I remember this when Vader's health was was getting really really bad. I'll just never forget seeing him uh, on, on, a, on a little steel chair in the back and uh, looking in pretty rough shape and lacing up his boots and being, you could just tell he was physically in a lot of pain. And I was, my back and shoulder, like I was destroyed. And, but I remember thinking like, what am I going to be like if I could get to the, if I get to that point? And I just, that's, and it gave me the confirmation that I needed. You go, you got to get your health back or you're not going to, there's not going to be a long game. And so I think I was blessed to be able to see certain things by going on doing these independent independent shows. And on that same show, I believe it was Paul Orndorff there came up and, and, and hugged me and just said, thank you for speaking up on the things you're speaking up on. And it was like it was a really, really big day for me knowing internally 
that I was going the right route very early on in that decision. And that show always sticks out in my mind, but I just remember Vader. And I just remember thinking like, I don't want to be in a position, like I don't want to be hurt and I don't want to have to be like, I, I want options. I want options. And in that he, but he loved wrestling and he, and he did it all the way to the end with that. And, and I remember, I remember hearing his music. Everyone ran to see his entrance. He's like, everyone loved him, man. And it was like, it, it's, it's Vader time. So it's, uh, but it's, it's, it's funny how certain things like stick in your mind with things that you see. Don't worry, guys. We'll get rid of the shell shocks. We're coming. Thank you. Thank you. If you guys could report any of the uh, spam as well, report their profiles. Hopefully, YouTube will uh, get some of these people banned permanently. I don't know how they have, they figure ways out around um, the getting blocked and where they're able to get back. Super chats are brought up on the screen as well. That does make it easier for me to get to the questions. Uh, we got a question. Now that Wardlow is the new TNT champion, how do you think they should I'm, assume that you said book them? How do you think they should book his reign? You know what I would like to see? I think maybe initially you have them do some title defenses with the people on the roster so that you could draw this out as long as possible. So I think maybe it's just he defends it every week on TV uh, with people in the back. Uh, and maybe it's a call. It Maybe it's, it's they do. I love open challenges because I think it adds excitement. And it's, it's such an easy – the storyline works every time. But my, the key is, is you want to know how you're going to pay it off and with who you're going to pay it off with at the very end. So you need an end point and what, where you're going to go with this. So what I would do is I would start the open challenge, Wardlow's open challenge, the fighting champion each week and let him and start, have him run through some guys and then maybe give him some more competitive matchups, but build him up, keep letting him be, get the streak, keep it going. And then eventually, when it seems like he's gone through enough of the roster on, on the on the challengers, the contenders for the TNT title, just I would have him open it up anyone, anywhere, any place. Let's start bringing in some outsiders to get that. Now, who's going to come in from the outside and challenge Wardlow? And that creates excitement. And they could bring guys in to feed to him to keep that going, keep building him up, get some guys to have some matches and, and see if they, they want to take a look at somebody on, on the big time, right? There's a lot of ways, and they did it with Cody's. You could do a very similar thing with him, but eventually you pay it off with, with a guy coming in or somebody that you want to bring in in whatever that company's goals are. I don't know what that is, but I think if you figure out an endpoint on what it is, and, and maybe it's somebody at some point in time and, and with some, some sort of dirty tactics, I don't know, takes the title off of him. And, and does something, and Wardlow comes back, and he's and he's when he's ready, and they're ready to put him in for the for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, right? And then that would be the way to kind of go that, or you keep the title on him, and, and and you run that as high as you can run it, and when that momentum 
they think it's as high as it can get with that, then you insert him into the title picture. Maybe you put a double titles on him for a short period, and then maybe the, you come up with a stipulation where they strip him of the TNT title if you want to keep him undefeated still for the for the streak while this is going, you know, or what however it is. I don't know. It, but I I just think it it's I don't know if they want to like he's already had competitive matchups, he's been beaten already. So you, I, I like that though, because you don't you can only go so far with doing squashes with people. And I, I love them. Don't get me wrong. And I've been done. I've done them. Like it's, but you want to be able to, you know, I love the, I think like John Cena had a, a great character in the sense. And he, he, he took the Hulk Hogan formula in which I later modeled into my baby face formula of letting guys beat you up and get heat on you, but having your moments where you Hulk up and come back and right. I think to me, that is the most profitable best way to be a baby face in pro wrestling where you don't that's why it's difficult guys like like big show and that's very they're so big that that it, it's very difficult so but you also have a roster they have some big guys they have a smaller roster so that's a little harder for him to be in that kind of role also which doesn't happen overnight necessarily and you have to really learn how to work that style and when when to, to how much to sell how much not to sell um you and you have to know it takes time with that, uh, I I just like what I what I mentioned though. I think that 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 has some legs and that can keep it interesting. If if you don't want to have them going through the, the, the people on the roster right away, you just instantly just go. I'm going to do an open challenge and you do a blend where sometimes it's some guys on TV and other times it's guys from outside the company. And I think that can create uh, some interesting matchups. And and it's always the element of surprise that I think always belongs in pro wrestling. Uh, Brian Elliott, thank you for the super chat. Did you ever get the chance to meet Sting? I did. He was in WWE when I was there, and he was always very nice. I didn't talk to him a lot. I've seen him on appearances. We've said hello, and uh, he seems like a very, very nice guy. And uh, But we he was only there for a short period when I was there. I never really saw him around. I, I Not to say that he wasn't, just never was in the same areas that he was. Back, you're dealing with being in arenas and Right. And I always kind of had the people I hung around with and got along with. And then I'd I'd do my own thing. I'd listen to books and go, I'd stay away from the gossip and the chatter. And usually it was listening to audio books and or or watching a wrestling match before or a few matches before I knew I was going to be working, looking for a few things or something. Joking with Ziggler or, or Wade Barrett or Heath or whoever was around. And you know, we it was uh, but he was always really nice. Uh, what do I think of the Chicago Bears moving out of the stadium to a brand new stadium? Are they moving out of uh, uh, let's see here. They're moving out of Chicago to a brand new stadium. are they are they gonna stay within Chicago? Uh, or are they gonna are they looking to relocate? You're seeing that become more and more common if, they, if certain cities don't accommodate and meet their demands. They're pulling teams out of, you know, Oakland didn't came to Vegas, which has been a great move, I think, thus far for the franchise. And they they are now in, like they they with an elite stadium and like it's they are they are looked at much more favorably now, I feel like uh, from from players and from from fans being 
um, just with everything, it ended up being a good move with that. Uh, it, it's tough to see the Bears not being in Chicago, but they, don't be shocked. I've heard, too, they're looking now because the Oakland A's were supposed to come to Vegas, possibly. They got approved for a new waterfront ballpark in Oakland, so they're staying. Um, and it, I've heard, though, rumors that the Tampa Bay uh, – light uh, not Tampa Bay um, – Devil Rays uh, or could possibly be looking to come to Vegas if not an expansion team, but I think that the devil Rays has been another name I've heard bounced around uh, building and building a baseball stadium, but we already, they've already approved. They're going to build a brand new basketball stadium on South Las Vegas Boulevard in blue diamond road in South Las Vegas. Um, they're going to, it's a multi-billion dollar going to be a casino, a basketball arena or a new arena, even though we have like 10 arenas here, eight arenas, something crazy on top of Allegiant stadium. Uh, and, uh, there's going to be a bunch of stuff like it's just, but we're going to, they're, they're going to just keep building here. This is, this house will probably be worth 2 million at some point. Like it's just, things just keep going up and up and up. It's like, okay, maybe we should figure the water situation out, which I'm sure we will, but it's uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. Teams are leaving though. And uh, they want other team. Once teams start getting these awesome new stadiums, every team wants an awesome new stadium because it attracts in, there's so much more money also for these arenas and things having nice venues. People want to come and perform in them. Hello, hello. Why does CM Punk say you're not safe? Because I've never seen anyone else say that. Did he not like you or just trying to make you look bad or something? Yep, there were personal issues. I've said that. And uh, and which is why he he did it later when he wasn't there. And uh, it was it's just unfortunate. There, there's a reason why nobody else has said it because it's not true. With it. And it would you would have heard stuff coming out while I was there. And I've talked about this earlier. Oftentimes when you walk out and take a stand, which by the way, the stand I'm taking is for all pro wrestlers and on the mistreatment of a lot of the things that have gone on, a lot of personal things that happened through my injuries and political things and whatnot, uh, that helped give me the courage to know that I was doing the right thing. You know, it's just, it's unfortunate. And, but you see that when you walk out under your own terms, they don't like that. And they then try to change the, the story, uh, with that, but he was just somebody, there were personal issues. And I just, I could tell you, the guy says he's a self-proclaimed sociopath. If you watch enough of my content and you see enough of him, I, I just, I think if you have common sense and logic and you, you're a pretty like just decent human being, I think you can make a, a decision on, on who you think is telling the truth. And what I've talked about the table spot where he went through the table, but we didn't go through it perfectly. He landed on, on a padding. There was padding down and I've, already pointed out shown on the video you could see the thick padding i was there when they laid it all under they, they don't we don't drop people on concrete we don't drop people on on carpet that's not carpet on concrete right it, they, we drop people on padding in those scenarios and the fact that he failed to say that and said i dropped him on concrete he's already lying with it to make the story look better for him with it and i got to remember i didn't get in any trouble nobody talked to me there was no issues because this, the the thing went as planned and it was regardless of that table not going through it perfect and i've talked about this before yes i wish we would have went through it perfect on that but 
it is what it is. And we went on padding and he was completely fine. And he made up and I never broke his ribs. I had broken ribs when we wrestled. He did it. And that got proven by the WWE doctors that he lied. That never was a thing with it. And I'm just like, you can listen to a guy that's giving you the facts. And look, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I would tell you. I'll tell you when I'm wrong on it. But I'm not. And I'm not going to change and alter my, my story to try to fit and make other people feel better. And it is what it is on it. But, you know, you could be in pro wrestling and, like, there's just there's certain people that, you know, I tell you guys this all the time. Uh, the only two people that I had issues with in the time there were the people making the top two positions, making the most money. Why do you think they had issues with me? Because I was infringing on their money right away and they did not like that. And that's just, I learned that really quickly. I go, Oh, this is what they talk about when they tell us in developmental, like when you get up there, you're going to start dealing with sharks and people that like, they don't like that. And that's just, and it's the way that the business is. It's the way that they, they, they do it. And, and then, so you, you, people that are making all the money, they want to hold on to those positions as long as possible. Okay. And so if somebody comes in and starts getting on fire and starts taking away from that, they don't, right. We never had no issues up until that point. So, and that's a fact. So it is what it is. I, I'm not going to lose any sleep. His karma has been dealt to him time and time again. It is what it is. I wish him the best. Tyler says, uh, you play Xbox, big guy. If so, you should add me. I don't. Not a lot of video games. I, I did a short run on Twitch playing the PS4, and it was fun, but I just don't have the time for it with everything else that I do. And, and I'm not – I played games when I was a kid. You know, I wouldn't mind getting one of those consoles. I keep seeing on my, my damn TikTok keep showing me, which they're probably going to show me a million more now that I'm talking about it on my TikTok stream. They have a console that has like thousands of all the old school games on it. I don't even know how that's possible with all the different platforms. And I'm like, man, that would be a lot of fun to have just to kind of go down memory lane. But I go, and it was like $150. I was like, man, that's I, I really should buy this. And I go, no, if you ever just want to see games that you played as a kid, just YouTube it, watch a little clip of it and get your fix and don't waste any more time on that. And that's what I've been doing. So I was like, oh, man, I remember Super Mario 3 and playing it all summer. I want to go back and watch a quick little clip of it, and I'll go do that. Oh, man, I remember getting my Nintendo 64 and being blown away by the graphics of Super Mario. I'll go put that, type that in and look real quick. Oh, man, childhood revisited. Okay, back to living life. Like, rather than, like, get that and then, like, have to go search for the game and, like, and then play it and then start getting hooked on them, and then before I know it, like it's just it just it's not a good good thing to do. The Chicago Bears are moving to Arlington Heights, Illinois. They'll still be the Chicago Bears, though. So yeah, that's right. Unless they change the name all the way. Arlington Heights Bears. I don't know. That'll be interesting to see. Man, the GoldenEye game, that was a, man, GoldenEye on 007 on Nintendo 64, maybe one of my all-time favorite games. I, 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 man, that game, I remember during when that came out, that game was, that was the game. 
Harvey is telling us Netflix is no longer wants to do Vince's documentary on Netflix. I've heard that as well. And uh, that is for good reason. I'm telling you, this is the tip of the iceberg. We have not seen anything yet with the things that are about to come out, in my opinion. Knowing what I know and the people I've talked to, I think that this is um, this is it. This is it. And I think he's, I don't know how, and with the logistics of being a publicly traded company and him stepping down as CEO already, which I've said an innocent person does not do, a guilty person does. And in, I think this is his last hurrah and he's going on TV because it's going to, he doesn't know when the last appearance is going to probably for sure be. Um, and so, it, and I believe he knew that going into WrestleMania, which is why he gave us the, the match with him doing one last match. And that will go down and that will, if he's not erased forever at some point with what is about to come out, probably um, it is what it is. I've, I've told you guys from day one, I, I, and I knew in the things that he's done, he's not a good human being. And you guys want to believe and listen to things and attack and, and, and judge someone for having the courage who a lot of his peers have commended and, and respect for what I've stood up for and done. And, uh, and a lot of you, and I appreciate all the love and support from all the great ones, but, you know, I've dealt with a massive amount of, of hate and uh, negativity over the last six years, and uh, which has made me even a better, stronger individual with it. But it's, uh, and there's going to be people where everything I've said is going to continue to be confirmed as being true that are going to still hate me and, and, and be hateful and call me cryback and whatever, because I have to point out the things that they are doing to try to hurt me and ruin me as a brand and a business. And, and on top of all the other things that I know, the lies, and they've done it to a lot of other people. Just wait until they start going through emails and different things. And they, they just wait till they start getting to the social media partnerships. Just wait. They're going to, they're just looking at the sexual stuff right now, which is going to start. It's going it, to, it, you know how many people in the company, they're going to have to wash that company completely clean. From the top down of people in positions, I'm telling you. Do you think like if a company like Disney buys it, granted, and or, or, or Fox, they buy it? And do you think they're going to keep half the people that were aware of the way things were and didn't do anything or didn't leave? And I'll say this, as much as I've told you, Pat Buck, the issues, there was a reason why Pat Buck bounced out of there when he did. He's not, I know him very well. And he, there's a reason why he bounced out of there. Because people in the office positions and the, the producers and in the top down that are connected to Vince, they're gonna, it's it's a culture that you're gonna see. And it's not just with the sexual stuff, it goes on in so many different ways. But I know a lot of divas and different women that bounced, they got released because they want to do things. You guys, man, you just don't know. And things go on in other companies, but it is a demon run organization. So take it for what you will. But a lot of wrestlers, and again, so you guys understand, so a lot of people love wrestling. They prey on our love of wrestling. And a lot of people in, in the wrestling industry in general before, and this is prior to AEW and different things, there was, um, it wasn't, the, like, you, a lot of people in wrestling didn't know the way the real world existed. And so and they, and they, a lot of people get hired in developmental at a young age. And that's where the mistreatment starts and they put a fear into you. And they used to do it a lot worse than they do now even. 
but they put a fear in you and you, where you don't want to ask questions. You don't want to, you, you, if you do, you are, you are, they, they turn people against you and they do things to make your life a, a living hell. And so you're like a lot of people though, and they stay there, they don't know the way the real world really exists. And, and, but once you figure that out and see that it is a real eye opener and how they mistreat people and then the, the methods and the tactics that they use to run that organization, which is not going to fly with the stuff they're going to find out. And again, you know, and I'm just going to tell you, what else are you doing if you are comfortable enough taking women that work there, that are in the arenas and th that are on TV and, and forcing them or, or, or putting them up against the wall into a position to do things, right? You've probably done a lot worse if you're okay doing that right then and there. And that that's just the tip of the iceberg. So you'll see. Tyler, thank you, buddy. Shugru, man, appreciate all the super chats. Have a good day, big guy. You too, man. Always appreciate you stopping by. If everyone could report the foreskin uh, back deal, I don't know. Again, I'll look into seeing if there's another way to, to do something with that. Uh, no, we can't. The guy's been blocked probably a hundred times. I, I don't know what he has. One of the deals where he's able to just keep coming back under different accounts or it's, uh, that's why I, if you guys report him, maybe YouTube will be able to do something on his account in, gen, in general. William Schaefer, good to see you, my man, saying have a good one. You too, buddy. Always appreciate you swinging by the Ryback Show. We've talked about the Goldberg stuff time and time again on that. Yep. Thank you for reporting, Brian. For reporting him, Brian. Somebody says, what do you think about the viral video of eating chips? Sometimes the simplest things are the best. Yeah, that was done. I've talked about this time and time again. All those videos were done to get attention to different areas when my YouTube was red hot, when they were showing my content like normal and people were finding me. So I was doing videos in different for different sectors, for different audiences. And it was... Uh, We'll do a shell shuck in different sectors and uh, in different audiences. And so, and that was one of those videos that it was just, it ended up taking on a life of its own. It's been my highest viewed video, the, the Ryback man eating chips video on YouTube. I think we're approaching 2.8 million views. We're at 2.7 something million views in, in whatever a two year, what has it been two, three years now? So I, I, I wish the, I think the channel's still, that's with it being restricted would have so much more, but it is what it is. YouTube has a partnership with WWE and they have, it's, 
It's why my numbers have gone down despite my subscribers going up. But they keep on, I, I've noticed they've been doing this for the past year. They've been unfollowing a lot of accounts on my thing. I mean, a lot. Where, and that it's dropped my numbers from going up. It used to go up 20, 30, 40, 50,000 a month uh, to where it's like at, a, at like a thousand now. But I'll, I just look every day, I could see, I'll be like, they just drop, boom, they drop 100 followers. Boom, they drop 20 followers. Boom, they drop, you know, boom, it goes up 100, comes down 50. I'm like, it's just odd. It keeps going on when that was never, it, there'd be periodical things where they would do that, where you do it, like if you're getting rid of bots or different things, right? But to just keep doing it, I'm like, what? That's odd. That with that, and I don't know, a lot of people don't get notifications. And I think they have a system where that people, if they don't view the videos for a period of time, they're unsubscribing them because I've had people tell me that. And they were, they weren't getting shown the videos. And then they realized they got unsubscribed. And I'm like, this is, I don't get it. But I, it, it, it doesn't benefit YouTube, but it benefits them because they're partners with a big company that pays them a lot of money. So it sucks. And they do that with a lot of different things, not just WWE. But this is what I've been dealt with. And it, I'll tell you the reason why they've done this with WWE. They've done this to kill my revenue streams on every platform. You know, so like YouTube, you know, I started off and it was making four or five, six thousand dollars in ad revenue per month of like just starting like really early on into that. Right. Uh, within the first year, which is which is really good. Um, you would think that number would continue to climb with your subscribers, which it does for everyone else. Instead, mine has gone the other way. And now with, 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 you know, I, I make five times less having 400,000 and two subscribers compared to when I had a hundred thousand, it is what it is. And, but they've done that. TikTok does the same thing. I started off red hot on TikTok every month, making more and more money. They've wiped that out completely. And it's just, even though I get good views, they've wiped out, they've taken away where I can't make money on it. And I'm just like, it's, I know why. It's it's being done while I have everything going on. They want to make my life as difficult as possible because that's why I have no shame and why I will not back down from them because I know personally what they're trying to do and what they have done. And uh, I take it very, very personally. It's my fight and I have to, but that's why I will not shy back from when this stuff, he's going to get his karma and there's so many other things. And I meant it when I said the world will be a better place when he's gone and it will. And I and it, it's it is, it's just the way that it is. He is a demon and I don't I don't want him here anymore. And it is what it is. I like the colognes. Primo Cologne was awesome. I got along with him very well. Hell of a wrestler. What else do we got going on? Am I considering a bodybuilding career? No, I do not. I do not like anything that the bodybuilding world represents. And uh, I think it's it, it typically is represented by the unhealthiest people on the planet. 
Let's see here. Uh, all you had to do was give them the name Ryback. They are being petty. Karma is getting the WWE. This this is it. The this is the breath of fresh air it needs. I can't wait for the new era of wrestling. I agree. And uh, but it wasn't theirs, and there was a lot that went on prior to, that you guys aren't privy to. That the USPTO is uh, through my testimony, and I have to give my deposition August fourth if we even get to that point. Um, if they don't come back with the, with a settlement prior to that, uh, uh, under my terms, so. We're getting, we're under, I think we're about under five months or less with everything. And uh, so the remainder, this is this year before it goes to decision. Uh, and then if it goes to decision, I am I am beyond confident we're going to win because they've been caught lying. And now everything going on with the company publicly is only going to confirm my testimony even further based off the things that I've had to tell, which is just simply telling the truth. They're going to see that the toxic, toxicity and the culture of that, of that company and that environment it matches up with everything that I that I've said and the things they did to me and put in the positions I was in and over different contracts and different things and lying and, and giving ultimatums. They're gonna be, it's gonna confirm that even further. So they're not gonna win this trademark, which they don't publicly want to happen. Um and, and so I believe that the the settlement gets done at some point in time. And if not, like I have no fear on any of this. I'm I'm committed. I'll see it all the way through. It's why it's gone on for this long. Like I'm I'm in this for the long haul with that. But uh um, and, and I created the name and I, I've, and they have the reasons why and it means a lot to me. Uh, and, and I, I don't let people come in and just take stuff from me. And, uh, it is, it is the truth will win. And, uh, I think wrestling will reach new heights with him out of it. And you're going to see, I think people are going to see just how much he has held wrestling down. You're going to, cause I think, I think the biggest stars ever are created post Vince McMahon. And that's not to take away from. I just think that you're going to see, you're going to, you're going to get, you're going to get people are, I just think you're going to see some, I think you're going to see some new big time stars, I should say. <clears throat> Arnold Schwarzenegger was also a bodybuilder. Would you call him unhealthy also? I think he would call himself unhealthy uh, very early on in the things that he did and I, the one good thing and Arnold though is in, he's vegetarian and he's he's altered his life and he's had multiple heart incidents right and so I think he is somebody and he advocates uh in, in bodybuilding needing drug testing and like it does it is out of hand in the people in the fitness community and they all know it and I know from the people the, the most screwed up chicks I ever meet are all people chicks from the fitness industry they are warped they are, their minds are zapped they don't even, it is, and a lot of the dudes, the guys that they, they take drugs, they have a lot of bad habits and people are going to do what they're going to do, but it doesn't represent health and fitness. It is just, it is who could take the most drugs to look a certain way. And, and not to say that there aren't people that work hard and stuff in it, but it is, it, there's a, a right way to do things and a wrong way. And uh, the, the majority of people that do that, there are some people that do it, that don't get caught up in that, that do it for themselves that aren't worried about the placing and they're just going in to be their best. And those are the real true, true pros, in my opinion.
take a look here. Yeah, eating a lot of red meat and all that is, is definitely not 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 ideal. Yeah, young Arnold, senior Arnold are like two different people. Hard to compare him then and now. And times change and, and what they know is different. And you know, back in his era, and doctors were prescribing steroids and um it was just a different and even then and that wasn't good in in the stuff and it's just this is all so new in the grand scheme scheme of human history of of that stuff right and in like i just think and he's smart enough to too to see like in bodybuilding and how crazy it got he, that's the thing and you see a lot of these guys dropping dead in their 20s and 30s and a lot of them after their careers are done you just see how messed up they are and it's not worth it and it's but it, it it's just the, the the environment and it's if okay drugs are allowed and bodybuilder a is is better than everybody and taking this certain amount of drugs and he's risking taking all these risks and then all of a sudden if you want to be everyone is is being for money and you want that top prize so they're doing it so i'm going to do it and it's a vicious cycle and then it's like well he's doing this much i'm going to do this much and be even better problem is is you're dealing with drugs and people drop dead doing way too much and and it's it's a very it's not a good thing and you got young people now people doing them in younger than ever teenagers taking all this stuff and they're getting attention online and they just have no they have no some some know how to work but it doesn't matter they're just doing so many things and taking so many chances that there it, it, it there's no longevity in it and it, it's just it's not true talent it's just it's who's willing to take uh more severe risk with their life, which to me isn't health should always be the number one reason on any decision that we make. Cause without health, we can't be alive. And if our health is compromised, we can't live life to the fullest. Uh, curious if you work out when you're sick with the flu or cold. Well, I haven't gotten sick up until I got, I wasn't sick for what, eight or nine years. And then I got COVID finally towards the end of it. Um, and I, that was, I was, I was sick for that. And I took, I took off, uh, once that hit full blown. Um, so, uh, but normally if I like, I'm trying to think when I was young and wrestling, I got sick. WWE just kept going. Um, before I, I came out with my kick out immune system support. And that's when I was, I didn't get sick for eight or nine years there. And and then just had the COVID and got over it there and, and have been fine ever since. <laughs> I'm not reading that comment out loud, but it popped me. It was about your mom. Uh, I did not get the opportunity to meet Test. I always enjoyed watching Test, though. I, I always liked his uh, theme song when I was younger. Throw another shell shock. Hello, hello. 
We'll see if we got any other good questions for today. Uh, I'm currently, everything going on with me, the scar tissue in my shoulder is, while the legal stuff is ongoing, uh, I'm committed to, to following through all the legal stuff. Uh, and, and once the Ryback trademark is complete, I think I've been protected and my, my everything is timed out very well. Um, I feel very, very good. I need, I want to get this stuff all over with. And I think that point, my shoulder, I, I'm pretty confident with where it's at. Uh, and once the legal stuff is done or, or we settle on the on the trademark um, with WWE, that uh, it will all time out and, and then can sort out um, the wrestling and, and seeing going from there with everything. I'm happy. I'm, I've lived like, guys, you guys, I got a business. I've got all this other stuff, guys. You got to just, um, it, but the trademark stuff needs to get taken care of. I don't think I don't think everyone fully understands like having a, a major like big business in the supplement company and the you know it's we're okay. I got along really well with Ron Simmons. I'll tell you a quick little story. I, I met Ron and I've already seen him in WWE. Um this was after uh, I'd already started my stem cell procedures. We were at a signing and he was right next to me and we were talking and he told me that I think he had one or two of his discs fused in his back. And he just said, he goes, it, it helped with the pain, but he says he couldn't do anything like be as physical and like training and like it, 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 and he, it just, he just said he's not the same anymore once he got it fused. And I just remember and I, I, it gave me confirmation that getting the stem cells, I needed five disc fused. I would have been done, like done, done. That's why it, that was so serious early on. Um, and it was crazy, like how I told you, like I've been blessed to make, have some reassurance along the way that I was doing the right thing. And now my back is 100%. But I'm so thankful that whenever I hear the name Ron Simmons, I get flashbacks to that conversation because it was such a, uh, it was a, a such a reassuring moment for me that I was taking the right chance on doing the stem cells for what my goals are and, and were to, to getting fully healthy and, and having another opportunity to be me, at, you know what I mean, all over again. Uh, let's see. I don't remember no wrestlers. I think that I don't recall any wrestlers being unsafe. I think that's something that is everyone, anyone that makes it to TV knows what they're doing for the most part. Now there's always exceptions to the rule with some of that, depending on, on some guys get sped up, but like there was never once in my life where I was ever worried uh, for my safety in the ring ever with anybody. And also that comes into knowing like, you know, I would never let anybody pile drive me. I would never let anybody do anything where I wasn't in full control and also being close to 300 pounds. Um, luckily I didn't have to be put in a position to even having to, to shut stuff like that down because most guys couldn't even do that to begin with. So yes, I've, I've done segments with Mick Foley on TV multiple times. God, <laughs> I always pop when you guys say, like, hey, do you know John Cena? Yeah, 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 we wrestled together. 
there in the same time for a portion of it, but yes, I know Mick Foley. Mick has always been very kind with me. Let's see here. Do we want to take a question from Instagram and TikTok? I will wrestle again. Thank you. Yeah, I got to answer a question. I, I always appreciate the questions that you guys ask on the on the TikTok. I got to start answering a few of those. There was a w a nice wrestling question on there actually. Um, I, I always appreciate. It. I get a lot of love on TikTok and do. I want to say thank you. We we hit three million subscribers on t- or followers on TikTok the other day, uh, and we're getting close to we're we're going to probably hit three point one in the next week if the account keeps going the way that it's going. Uh, it, it's been on a little bit of a roll the past week now, uh, after being, being what looked like a shadow ban for, for like a month or two, it was, uh, it was not the same. So thank you for all the, the people on TikTok, And, uh, I appreciate all the love and the people that take time to comment and on Instagram as well. Instagram, we've been getting in the hundred, 200,000 uh, views on videos again. And, and so I thank you guys for all the love and support over there on, on everything. And again, if everyone could, could subscribe to Ryback TV over on YouTube, I, I really want to get to 1 million subscribers on here. And I want to, I want to stick it to the man with what they're trying to do. And then people don't have, even if you turn on notifications, please check the channel. I post weekly. And um, that's my only way of, of beating them is if you guys check back on the channel and, uh, and, and it just stay persistent and consistent. I have to talk about this stuff because if I don't, you don't know. And uh, we just got to keep things moving. And uh, I believe we're going to finish it. The truth is going to win. I've said this from the beginning. The truth always wins. Even if it takes time, you just have to be patient. And the hungry always get their way. So thank you guys so much for the love and support on all the platforms with all of that. And for the best supplements on the planet, guys, check out my Feed Me More Nutrition along with all the new Ryback merch. This hungry shirt, all the Feed Me More, the Ryback rules. We've got different drinkware and and tub. the the drink accessories and tumbleware and everything over there as well with all the merch and tank tops. And uh, we've got shorts and pants and everything. Check all that out. The new website, we're getting ready. Hopefully this week we're unleashing it. And, uh, but you can get all that on feedmemore.com and save 20% with a discount code RYBACKSHOW20, RYBACKSHOW20 over on feedmemore.com. Have a good one, guys. Have a great Sunday. Let's, let's, we'll be, I got a feeding time. I got to put out for Tuesday, most likely. And then we'll be back for three or four Ryback shows uh, starting Wednesday or Thursday next week uh, on everything. Uh, So in the meantime, stay hungry and feed. Hold on. I botched the end. What do I usually say on this one? Because feeding time, until we feed again, it's uh, until next time, my friends, stay hungry. (laughs) Feed. Me more.